Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Tita Talk Season 2, where we talk about K-dramas and Filipino teleseries. I'm again your Tita, na may sipon pa rin hanggang ngayon. <laughs> Hindi na ako tinantanan ng sipon. And if you follow me on Twitter, you would know why may sipon pa rin ako ngayon. Because it's still freaking cold here. Anyway, so, this is a long overdue episode. I have promised this last week, but I felt that kailangan kong i-upload muna yung mga naunang episode because those were commentaries about the um, parang preview ng GMA and ABS-CBN of what teleseries we will have this year. And ang weird naman siguro kung i-upload ko siya ng February kapag, di ba? February na, saka ka na lang mag-comment? Totoo? Diba? Parang, parang ganun yung naramdaman ko. So that's why I'm only making this promised episode today. So anyway, welcome to the halftime review of the K-drama Crash Landing on You. Alright, so this segment, I, I decided to create this segment just to talk about currently airing K-dramas that I am watching right now. So, kasabayan nyo kung nanonood, naghihintay every week ng mga new episode. And fortunately for this K-drama, this is available on Netflix. Thank you, Lord. Diyos ko, dahil kung hindi, maghihintay na naman ako nito sa Kiss Asian or sa yung mga, alam mo na, yung mga iliga. <laughs> Wala naman tayong choice, okay? Di ba? Ang hirap. And then, ang Vio, ang Vio, Vio, kung ano man yung mga ano yun, ang tagal din naman, ang dami pang ads. Sa case Asian, wala masyadong ads. Parang sa start, may mga ano siya, pop-up. Pero nakakaloka lang naman doon. Magkabila ang side ng screen mo, may mga boobs. Hmm. Ang sexy Pinoy near you. just ko, Lord, ano ba itong mga pinapanoodan ko? So, thankfully, this one is available sa Netflix. And right now, they have already um, uploaded or the episode 8 is now available. And that's why we have already this halftime review. So, for every episode, every K-dramas na currently airing na pinapanood ko, I decided to create this and as soon as makaabot mo lang siya ng kalahati ng episodes. So if it's normally now, K-dramas are on 16 episodes. Previously, I think mga 2015, something like that, they were until 20 episodes. Except, of course, sa mga historicals which could go on and on and on. May mga historical na 80 episodes, 60 episodes. Pero pinanood ko yun. 
may mga magagandang worth it na papanoorin mo talaga ng ganun kadami. Anyway, moving on. So, let's talk about Crash Landing on You. So, this Crash Landing on You K-drama aired December 14, 2019. And as I've mentioned, they have already done with episode 8. And by the time na mapapakinggan nyo to, they have probably uploaded episode 9 and 10. So, anim na lang. And mag bibitaw na naman po tayo, maghihiwala naman po tayo, magkakaroon na naman ng separation anxiety ang mga tao. Well, that's of course if you are into the K-drama. So before I move on, I just want to say that this could contain spoilers. Kasi alam niyo naman ako, minsan yung bunga nga ko, nauuna pa kaysa sa utak ko. So, pasensya niyo na, magkakaroon possibly. I I will try to avoid it. Pero minsan talaga, hindi ko na na-avoid magkakaroon ng mga spoiler. Lalo na pag nag-explain ako, may, kailangan talaga minsan may mga ganun. Anyway, dami ko na naman sinasabi. So again, it's 16 episodes and they have already uploaded or available na yung um, up to 8, episode 8 or eight and 9 and 10. I don't know kung ano nang available by the time na napakinggan nyo to. But anyway, so... The K-drama is set in South Korea, of course, and Switzerland. Oh my gosh, I love Switzerland. Sa bucket list ko talaga, siya ang pinakauna. Kaya lang, just ko Lord. Hindi lang kidney ang ibebenta natin para makarating sa Switzerland. Parang pati balun-balunan ko, pati yung kidney ng mga kamag-anak ko ibebenta. Kailangang ibenta ang mahal ng ticket at ang accommodation ang mahal talaga. Anyway, so, this is set in Switzerland, Korea, and sabi dito Mongolia. Sabi sa Wikipedia, Mongolia, but I don't know kung saan yung mga location na ano, parang tin, nag-shoot sila sa Mongolia. Probably, hindi pa natin nakikita ngayon or probably yung mga ibang scenes nila doon na may mga train. Kasi there was a particular scene. O, oh, ito na nga ba? Sabi ko na. May spoiler kagat. Anyway. <laughs> hindi kasi, eh, kailangan ko explain. Kailangan ko explain to. Bahala kayo. Skip nyo na lang. Anyway, there was a particular scene on episode um, 8, I think, wherein they rode a train to Pyongyang kasi galing nga sila dun sa parang province ng North Korea. So, they had to go to Pyongyang, which is the capital of North Korea. And then, they had to ride a train. And that train, ang weird ng location niya because I don't think there is a place in Korea na parang yung train, as in, dumadaan siya sa fields na parang puro lang, puro lang talagang grass and empty na walang mga bahay, walang mga ganun. I, I, and luma siyang train. Yung parang hindi siya yung mga express train or bullet trains na makikita natin ngayon. No, it's one of those railroad trains talaga na parang sinauna. So, I don't know if that's the one that was set, um, taken in Mongolia kasi posible. I mean, I know sa mga napanood ko na na mga parang videos na tour or whatever ko naman tawag doon and meron pa nga atong running running man ba yun? Nga nagpunta sila sa Mongolia. May mga areas talaga doon na very much 
empty yung parang walang masyadong bahay kumbaga parang ganun mga feels ng ganun and I don't think there's such a place in Korea pero I don't know I could be wrong again so anyway ang dami ko na sinabi hindi ko pang kwento kung anong ang kwento niya eh. so the series tells the secret romance between a South Korean heiress of a conglomerate which is of course si Son Yejin who plays the role of Yoon Seri and a high-ranking North Korean officer, which is Captain Lee Jong-hyuk, played by Hyun Bin. Now, Yoon Seri, or yun nga, yung character ni Son Yejin, is an heiress to conglomerate in South Korea. One day while paragliding, an accident caused by strong wind leads... Actually, she strong wind. Ano talaga siya? Tornado something ganun. You know, yung mga ano, pang rom-com na mga disaster. So, it's an accident caused by strong winds. Um, leads Yoon Seri to make an emergency landing in North Korea. And there she meets Ri Jong-yuk, which is again yung character ni Yoon Bin. Ni Fafa Yoon Bin who is a North Korean army officer, so he tries to protect and hide her. Soon, Ri Jong-yuk falls in love with Yoon Seri, like any other rom-com. So, aside from Yoon Bin and Son Yejin, we also have, or part of the main cast is Kim Jong-hyun, which I am so happy na nakabalik na siya because if you remember, after Welcome to Waikiki, he had a drama with um, one of the girls from, kalimutan ko to, it was Time, yeah, Time, nakasama niya si Soyun ng Girls' Generation, and during the time of the yung nagde-tape sila or nagfi-fit shooting naman tama taping kasi tape na eh <laughs> anyway so during the time that they were filming the uh, time TV series um, I think he had some medical issue nagkaroon siya ng problema that he wasn't able to continue so we the director or the people behind the drama had to cut him off so parang it ended very bad yeah, parang ang, ang pangit na naging takbo because yun nga, he is the main character and siya pa yung nawala. And, you know, when he went on a short, parang hiatus din, na kinabahan talaga din ako kasi because, yun nga, na parang sinabi niya doon na yung main cause was parang somehow related to his mental illness. Um, so, syempre, like any other fan, because I love him and welcome in my welcome to Waikiki. Kinabahan din ako. So fortunately, he's back and he is on crash landing on you. And I love, I must say, I love his character here. And he plays a young and rich businessman, quote unquote, businessman, because he's actually a con artist anyway. And long story short niloko niya yung kapatid ng, ni, ni Yun Seri ni Yejin and napunta siya sa North Korea parang ganun and then also part of the cast or the main cast is So Ji Ye yan pa rin yung problema ko hindi ko pa rin talaga alam kung paano pronounce mga la- pangalan nila nag-aaral ako okay nag-aaral ako So Ji Ye 
and she plays Sodan, an as- aspiring musician who comes from a rich family in North Korea and who happens to be Ri Jong-yuk's fiance. So si So Jae, if you remember her, um actually mas nakila hindi ko siya kilala sa mga other K-dramas niya but I do remember her from um yung K-drama niya na Black Knight, The Man Who Hurts Me. I remember her as Sharon kasi napaka-regal niya doon eh. As in, talagang the character fits her very well. I mean, yung itsura niya, yung overall aura niya, talagang siya si Sharon. As in, I don't see anybody playing that role very, better than her. However, Black Knight is one of those K-dramas that I had to give up watching after like two, three episodes, parang ganun. And, yun, uh, it wasn't any good for me. I mean, it's not my cup of tea and there were so many things so bad about it. <laughs> I just don't know kung yun nga, parang ang dami niyang ang dami niyang mali for me na naging boring din siya. Anyway, it's, this is not about it. So anyway, <laughs> move on na tayo. But if you do like that K-drama, then good for you. Congratulations for finishing that K-drama. But anyway, moving on. So, um, as I've said, this was set in North, well, in Korea. And parang pinakita doon na parang nasa North Korea sila. So, how is it so far? As of today... As of the first eight episode, I'm pretty sure that this is going to be one of those na. Um, I think it's already getting, gaining high ratings so far. I'm not sure kung pasok na siya kaga dun sa. You know, there's like a list of those K dramas with highest ratings, blah blah blah, for for all time parang ganon. So in meron ng ganon sa Wikipedia, and it's based on AGB Nelson. So. I'm not sure kung pasok na siya, but I think it's one of those that is gaining a lot of buzz, not just with Korean fans, but also, of course, with international K-drama fans. And there's already um, ano yun? dating rumors between Yun Bin and Son Yejin. So definitely, there is chemistry between the two of them. And I... I actually would agree with that. As in, isa ako sa mga nagdadasal sa Panginoon na sana Lord, kahit wala na kaming jowa, hindi na kami magkatuluyan ng mga crush namin. Magkatuluyan lang si Sonia Jean at si Yunpin. Okay na kami. But anyway, of course, nasa kanila na yan. <laughs> diba? Diyosera naman natin kung tayo magdedemand na magkatuluyan sila, diba? So anyway, this K-drama is totally formulated. Gaya nga ng sinabi ko dun sa mga uh, previous episodes ko and sa Twitter. This is totally formulated from the characters to the situation to the family background to the mysteries. Everything is so formulated. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I do have a sort of parang sleeping <laughs> blog. Kasi hindi ko siya masyado na-update na. As in talagang I, I stopped writing 
couple of months ago na. And anyway, so I have discussed this formula for a rom-com TV series or movie. I have discussed this on that blog. My blog is livemoremarian.com. So that's L-I-V-E-M-O-R-E-M-A-R-I-A-N.com. Anyway, I will have that linked on the description for this um, episode. So, a lot of... Yun nga, pinag-usapan ko na dun sa, sa blog ko yung tungkol sa paggawa ng formula. And in there, I explain that if you want to create a formula, first things first, yung characters mo. Characters have to be super opposite. Hindi naman super opposite talaga, pero parang they are opposite of each other. Kung ang isa stricto, yung isa very loose. Yung parang kung isa malungkot or palaging galit or seryoso sa buhay, yung isa parang happy-go-lucky, masayahin, positive, yung carefree, parang ganun. And that's it. Yun yung characters na Hyunbin dito. So si Yunbin, of course, for his part, he is the one na parang strict and, well, militar, of course. Always by the rules and, you know, very honest and he's, you know, parang, yun nga, very honest and by the rules. While Sonia Jin's character, si Yunseri dito naman, although... So, sabi ko dun sa blog ko that normally if the guy is rich, the girl is poor. So parang dito technically they're both rich and powerful. Kasi si, yung character nga ni Hyunbin is we eventually found out in episode 2 I guess na hindi lang siya normal na soldier. His father is one of those parang political power. Anyway yung mga, alam mo na, yung mga powerful politicians or something like that sa North Korea. And siya yung nag, parang naging natitirang anak kasi may brother siya dito. Anyway, so, um, I don't think that really matters. It doesn't really play anything well here kasi I mean, she was taken out of her parang territory. She was brought to North Korea. Well, the accident brought her to North Korea and made her lose everything that she has in South Korea. So, technically, she is poor, dirt poor, kumbaga, kasi wala nga talaga siyang pera doon sa North Korea. So, somehow, it all falls into places ng, sa mga formula na sinabi ko. So, yun nga, si yun sa dito, yung character, paulit-ulit ako, basta, alam niya na, si Yejin, yung character niya dito, si Yun nga, yung heiress na si Yunseri, siya naman, siya naman yung super, hindi naman siya super lucky, although strict siya sa pagdating sa business-wise, kasi she's a businesswoman. However, siya yung parang talkative, go-getter, proactive, ba? Parang compared kay Yunbin na very tahimik lang, parang soft, hindi naman soft-spoken, pero parang very careful sa mga words niya, very, yung parang hindi siya masyadong, palakwento, hindi siya yung para, ano, eh, well, typical, hindi nga, sa kanya na, as a leader of the, or a captain, di ba, na parang, seryoso sa buhay, parang ganun. And, pinakita nga din dito, that before, 
they uh, he became a captain dun sa parang sa military or joined the military he was actually a prodigal i would say a piano prodigy kasi ang galing daw di ba parang ang kwento doon is parang nakapag-perform siya sa Switzerland and doon siya nag-aral and all those things and you know he was actually getting him a career for himself parang ganun so anyway di ba sa pagdating pa lang sa characters it's already formulated we already know na nga, everything falls in, into the formula and then sabi ko nga din dun sa blog ko once you have those characters you get them into a situation where they have to work with each other and what situation is that syempre yung napunta siya sa North Korea and that he had to help her because kung hindi pwede siyang ma- pwede din si Captain Ri mapahamak and all, all of his um, men parang ganun so diba parang they are now tied up in a situation where they can't re- they ca- have to help each other so this is you know pasok sa formula na naman yung situation and then you have the family background now Gaya nung sinabi ko sa blog na yun, when you create a family background for a formulated rom-com series or TV show, kailangan opposite din yung dalawa. So, if one family is loving in a very harmonious relationship, one family has to be opposite na parang nag-aaway, nag, parang, parang may backstabbing and all those parang crazy family wars, parang ganun. And normally, ang lalaki or the male lead actor would usually have that type of family. Siya yung parang yung family nag-aaway-aaway over money and all that things. While yung babae, sila naman yung mga harmonious relationship, loving father, loving mother, you know, cheerful brother, sister, whatever. Dito, nagkabaliktad naman sila. So parang yung family naman na pinagmulan ni Yunbin was, you know, he came from a loving family. He, he loves his brother so much. He looks up to his brother so much. So much na naging, iniwan niya ang pag, pagtutugtog ng piano or yung love for music to join the military eh, for his brother. Parang ganun. And while yung character naman, yung family naman ni Yun Seri, sila naman yung parang nag-aaway-aaway na parang dahil nga sa mana or sa control or sa position ng pagiging CEO doon sa kanilang conglomerate, diba? Parang everyone is after the position so they're at, parang nag-a-attack sila with each other, parang ganun. So mag-aaway-aaway sila. So, si parang binaliktad mo lang yung situation but still, formula. And then, I also mentioned that you have to have a story, a mystery. A mystery that should be running in the series. So, normally, it's a mystery about their family. Family background or a past. Or parang something that happened in the past that influence or parang rason kung bakit ganun yung behavior ng mga lead actors or actress sa current situation nila ngayon. So, for example, bakit yung lead actor takot uh, 
ano, germaphobic, for example, parang ganun. Because there was something that happened in the past na nag-cause noon. So, that has to be included as well in the formula. And look at what we have. We have a family mystery pagdating doon sa character ni Sonia Chin. Diba? It's a mystery kung sino yung mama niya. Kasi as, as of today, we already confirmed na hindi siya anak nung, well, hindi niya nanay yung nanay niya dito. So, diba, parang anak siya ng tatay niya kung kanino man, or I don't know kung kanino. And because of that, she had struggles nung kabataan niya because she f- probably felt na hindi siya wanted and dahil nga anak siya sa labas na she didn't get the love of a mom, parang ganun. And then you also have the running mystery or hanging mystery pagdating doon naman sa the cause of that nung kuya ni Neon Bindito. So, diba, parang it's a, f- a mystery that you want to also uncover. So, while things are happening, it's parang a second story, second plot, parang ganun. So, your main plot or your main story here is of course the love uh, in, in the romance between the two ni Yunbin and ni, nung characters ni, ni Sonia Jin dito. So that's your main story. And then you have your other sub-stories which is yung parang kwento na mga buhay nila, yung backgrounds nila. So everything again is formulated. Is this a good thing? So far it is a good thing. Because, uh, you know, normally when you say formula, it's parang sure win. You would see people automatically falling in love with it and you know people are talking about the series because it's it's you know it's it's lovable <laughs> anyway so so far it is going good because yeah formulated everything is formulated from the type of friends that they have as well like the group of friends pero I have I don't really I can't really explain this all at this time. But if you have time, you can check my blog. Because doon, explain ko siya ng more detailed and may mga pictures. So, that gives you an idea of what I'm talking about. So, when I say formulated. So, again, that's livemoremarian.com. So, just check that out. Anyway, so going back. So, as I've mentioned on my previous um podcast episodes ni kumalala kung alin episode na yung sinabi ko to but i did mention that sometimes formulated k dramas are okay i mean we know that we have seen this over and over and over for how many times na halos pare-pareho na lang nagkabaliktad lang yung mga situation for, like this time nagkabaliktad yung situation ng family and background yung parang ganun ni, ni nung characters ng nung male lead and then yung female lead but you know sometimes comfortable things yung parang comfort natin sa k-dramas would still work however my only concern about so f- a, a formulated rom-com series or any actually formulated k-dramas is that sometimes if it's too formulated people already know what will happen so it tends to be boring so right now i do know na parang magkakaroon sila ng situation in the future wherein 
yun nga, madiscobre na taga South Korea siya and kinupkop siya ng isang North Korean military officer. So, palagi magpahamak silang dalawa. But one way or another, is a safe si Son Yejin. Malalaman ng papa niya na buhay siya at malalaman nila eventually, I think, isa sa mga kapatid ang makakaalam. I think yung hindi naging CEO yung oldest or yung oldest yung eldest na anak malalaman na hin, na nasa nabuhay yung si Yonseri however she he will try to keep that um information as a secret to the family kasi he would also benefit kung wala na si Yonseri di ba parang isa na lang yung kalaban niya but then eventually i think what would happen is that somehow madidiscobre na buhay si Yonseri ng magulang niya. Either, I think the mom, I think the mom plays a crucial role here na siya yung makakaalam na si Yonseri ay buhay at nasa North Korea. Kasi, formula, formula, di ba? Kung sino yung mas detached na magulang sa anak, sa lead actor or lead actress, sila yung magiging key para mailigtas yung lead actor or actress. So, I'm thinking, ang hula ko dito, yung nanay ni Yonseri, siya yung makakadiskubre na alam ng dalawa niyang anak kung nasaan yung kapatid nila and siya yung makakadala ulit kay Yonseri pabalik sa South Korea. And I think, eto lang hula ko. Kasi, isa sa mga magiging problema, ng, for sure, na magiging itatackle dito sa story na to, or sa k-drama na to, is paano maging magkasama yung dalawa, di ba? Because parang, para itong dalawang mundo na hindi mapagsama, di ba? It's who will live where. Parang ganun yung, who will move where. Parang ganun yung magiging takbo ng, it's, that's the big question here, eventually, by the end of the k-drama. Sino magmumove saan, di ba? Would the South Korean move to North Korean or the North Korean move to South Korean? But I'm thinking they will move back to Switzerland. Doon sila maninirahan because there, magkasama silang dalawa. Diba? Yun yung hula ko. Because it's a rom-com, diba? So, we don't expect anyone dying. We don't expect someone to, you know, parang ipapatapon ng pamilya nila and all, blah, blah, blah. It's a rom-com, okay guys? So, we might as well expect that they would live a happy ending and the only place that they can do that is somewhere not either on south or north, probably outside of those countries. So, diba, nang shooting ka na sa Switzerland, but hindi mo dun gawin yung ending, diba? Pro- probably may nanonood sila ng parang sa may boat, naka yun dun sila ka-honeymoon. Let's see kung gano'ng katindi na naman yung hula powers ko. Kasi minsan talaga pag formulated, parang alam ko na maging ending nito. And that's my biggest problem with this K-drama because it's too formulated. I wouldn't say really too formulated, but it's, it's formulated. So, I kind of know already like 70% of the story at this time, di ba? So, I just think, yun nga, yung with the running question of who will move where, that would keep your view, the viewers watching. Na, di ba? Yun, yun, yun na lang yung mag-excite sa atin. However, I did notice something. Usually, eto ha, based on 
all the k-dramas na rom-com, kahit balikan nyo pa yung mga rom-coms, usually, kilig scenes are on 7 and 8. 7 and 8 are usually kung saan sila nag-kiss, saan sila nag-confess that they love each other, saan nila nalaman na they have feelings for each other, blah, blah, blah. And then, they would continue to have a good relationship, maybe a secret one, something like that. And on the lowdown, parang ganun, on around 9, and then 10, medyo nagsimula na yung mga problems. 11, 12, 13, talagang super struggle. 13, andyan na yung mga talagang madidiscover na yung mga problema. And then 14, epic na super talagang pasabog na yung problema. As in, talagang dyan ka iiyak. 14, 15. And then, early parts of 15, dyan mo din yung mararanasan na parang, oh, they will not end up happy. Magdududa ka kung magkakaroon pa ng happy ending. And then, eventually, by 16, you would already know na it's a happy one. Alright? However, if you notice for this K-drama, if you're watching this as well, everything actually already happened by 7 and 8. Kasi by the 8th episode, nagkahiwalay na sila. However, I think, diba, kasi sa preview ng episode 8, pinakita na parang hinahanap ni Yun Bin, si, yung character ni bakit ako nahihirapan i-express si Yun Seri, diba? Parang hinahanap niya si Yun Seri. Hinahanap niya and then parang nag-struggle na siya kasi alam na rin ng lahat na taga-South Korea si ate mo. Diba? Parang supposedly this thing should happen not now, na parang episode 9 pa lang. This should happen until parang mga 13, 14. But it's already happening. So, I'm actually scared. So, takot talaga ako kung ano na ang mangyayari kasi there's so many more episodes left and kung nangyari na yung parang iniisip ko na parang peak ng trahedya nila, ba yung climax kumbaga ng problema nila, nangyayari na sa episode 9 and 10. So, ano mangyayari sa mga 5, 11 to 15 or 16, ba well, 11 to 15, because we all know that 16, by 16, you we already know that they would have like a happy ending. Because it's a rom-com, okay? So, yun, that's one thing that's keeping me on my toes for this K-drama. Although it's formulated, although I know almost 70% of what will happen, that question is still lingering in my mind. So, parang... Ano nang nangyayari? So, kung inabas nyo na tong problemang to, episode 9 and 10. So, ibig sabihin nun, may mas matinding problema pa. Nakakaharapin nila by episode 13, 14, and 15. Kaloka, ba? So, anyway, um, that's one part of it. And then, also, yun nga, by the end of the uh, K-drama, kaya nga nang sinabi ko, um, I'm thinking that they would end up somewhere in Switzerland so that they can continue their love affair, blah, blah, blah. However, one of my fears for this K-drama is that how the people in Korea would take it. Um, I know there is already a talk about the reunification. I just don't know kung paano siya tatanggapin ng mga Koreans. Because um, I know from a friend that he said when this happened in 2018 when the first you know the historical 
parang ano pag cross ni ng prime ministers from North Korea to South Korea, South Korea to North Korea, whatever. Um, I know that it was a huge talk um, among the Koreans, and one of my friend I asked him about it, and he said that older people or the elderly, they actually like the reunification because they lived during the time na iisa lang ang Korea, diba? There was no North, no South. And they have relatives in North Korea that they wanted to see as well. However, sabi naman niya, for the younger ones, the younger generations, they actually are opposed to it. Um, they don't really like the idea of reunification because they, there's like a scare in between yun nga, yung nangyari na nuclear issue with the North Korea. So, among the younger generation, parang hindi siya good idea. So, I just don't know kung paano i-handle or paano magiging treatment ng director and writer dito by the end of it, kung paano siya mara-resolve. I do hope, I sincerely hope that this is something go- that would not spark any debate because it's a rom-com. It's supposed to be a good one. It's supposed to be a happy one. And you know, parang love, love, love. Kaya nga ni Mar- sabi ni Marin Chris, di ba? Love, love, love lang tayo. So, um, that's one thing na siguro medyo kabado talaga din ako. Kasi with the, yun nga, dahil nga ang characters mo ay North and South. So, uh, medyo hindi ka, hindi ako parang kampante na this is going to be a smooth ending kasi may kaba sa utak ko. Pero, you know, that's just me. I, I mean, praning ako in every other aspect of my life. Diba? Kahit saan, praning ako sa mga ganyan. Anyway, that's it. Um, for me, everything seems to be going good as I recap on this one. Everything seems to be going good with the K-drama. Um, I don't see... Other than the um, OST, na parang it's already episode eight, but we only still have like three songs, three songs lang. But the the songs are actually good; they are good. However, parang nanghihinayang ako na there's only like three songs, and it's already episode eight. Normally, by episode eight, you, we would have like five, six, seven, eight, even eight, diba? Parang full album na ng mga um, OST. Kasi it's a rom-com, so it's expected of a rom-com to have a beautiful OST. It's not like a police procedural K-drama, diba? Na parang OST doesn't really matter. Hindi siya thriller or hindi siya horror na hindi mo kailangan yun, diba? It's a rom-com, so we need songs that would touch our heart. Something that we can play na para maging parang connected pa rin tayo sa kanya while we wait for the next episode. But yun, yun lang yung actually, of all the things na nangyayari, yun lang medyo talagang negative for me kasi I want songs for a rom-com. I want OSTs. Although, yun nga, tatlong magaganda, but nang, nakukulangan ako. <laughs> yun lang yung masabi ko. Um, otherwise, yun nga, other than that, Everything's good so far. There is still interest in me, although it's formulated. There's still interest, and I would still continue watching this K drama because it's super nakakakilig. And in fairness, talaga sa dalawang yan. I mean, the cast are all good, but yung mismong lead, yung parang 
take everything else. Yung mismong lead, okay na sa akin. <laughs> diba? Parang, yun bin. Ang gwapo-gwapo. And, yung parang, sinamahan mo pa ni Sonia Jean na, ang ganda din, na parang, come on, people. Magpakasal na kayo. Charot. <laughs> diba? Anyway, so, so far, yun yung masasabi ko sa kanya. And, I just hope again na, parang, This would end up well. No controversy other than the dating rumors ang dumating sa kanila. So, I am excited for the next eight more episodes. And then, after everything, I will have another episode for this. Another podcast episode for this one. Just to do a full review of it. So, wait for it. <laughs> Eh, yun na lang yung sasabi ko. Na-realize ko daw, wait for it. <laughs> schedule ko na yan. So anyway, that's it for me for this halftime recap or review. Halftime review? What recap? It's a halftime review of Crash Landing on You. Now again, if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, or if you are also excited for the next Eight more episodes of Crash Landing on You. Just tweet me, or don't forget to tweet me at Talks Tita. So that's T A L K S T I T A. And I know hindi ako ganong ka updated. I mean, hindi ako ganong ka active sa Twitter because it's really nakaka sakit sa ulo para talagang everything na nagbubukas ako ng Twitter. And I check on the news, and I check on people's tweet, and parang, uh, yung mata ko parang gustong pumunta na sa likod sa kakarol ng eyes ko. Anyway, that's me ranting again as a tita na mala. Ang bunga nga ko talaga din minsan. Anyway, so again, if you have anything to say, I'm, I'm still available on Twitter. You can reach me through my Twitter account, and just give me one to two days to reply. <laughs> parang, pasensya na. But I, I still check. I still check from time to time, okay? So anyway, that's it for me for today. And that's it. Good night, kids. I love you, Bruno Mars. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.